30 years. That's exciting. It's exciting. So, yeah. Um, if you have been here for the last two years, two years and under, will you just raise your hand? I won't have you stand. All right, raise your hand. Two years or, or, or younger, okay? Yeah, all right. So we got a lot of young ones here. If you've just been coming in the last couple months, raise your hand, all right? I'm going to make you raise your hand too. There we are. All right. Now, if you've been here five years or under, would you raise your hand? Five years and under, okay? All right. Now, if you have been here 10 years, and under. Would you raise your hand? Now I'm going to have you stand, because so, you've been here longer, so you can stand. So 10 years or younger, would you stand up? Yes, Ryan's. y'all are 10 years or younger. All right. You can't agree. Okay, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to get in between that. 10 years or younger. Okay, here we go. We got the Wilsons. Okay, good. All right, y'all have a seat. All right, there we go. You agree now. That's good. Nine or 10 years, that'll work. Okay. Uh, 15 years. 15 years. You've been here 15 years or younger? Go ahead and stand up. Okay, yeah, all right, good. Across the building. All right, 15 years or younger. Y'all may have a seat. Thank you so much. 20 years. 20 years younger. All right. I hear you. I hear you. All right, across the room. Good. Y'all may have a seat. Thank you so much. Now I'm just going to go ahead and make the jump. No, 25 years. 25. You've been here 25 or under. You came shortly after this church was planted. 25 years or younger. All right, Miss Melba over there. Wesley, there you go. Wesley, are you 25? Yes, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, and now um, 30 years. You've been here throughout the entirety or the, the year within that this church was planted. Will you stand up? All right, yes. We are so thankful. These across the room. Amen. And really a hand clap for, for everyone. We're so glad that you're part of this church. And I just want to make you aware that there have been many people who have sat where you are sitting today, uh, who have come through this place, who have been discipled, and who are going throughout the world making disciples. Something very unique, a very unique makeup that we have as a local church, um, or is a strong military base of people that come in and maybe invest a few years and then they go. And then some of you just love Valdosta so much, you stay. And we like that too. But we have people all throughout the world that we keep up with and we hear stories as they are sharing Jesus Christ. And so that is very exciting. And also missionaries who have gone from this place throughout the world. I saw Denny Crosby here earlier. Where are you, Denny? Raise that hand. There's Denny in the back. So it's good to see you, brother. And uh, much of his children's lives have been spent overseas. And so uh, we're very thankful for the investment you guys have made uh, on the mission field as well. Um, I, I want to ask this question. How many of you have become followers of Christ on this campus? Since you've been here, uh, you repented to follow Jesus Christ. Would you stand up and let us give glory to God? You became a follower of Christ at this church, okay? Amen. Awesome. 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 All throughout. Thank you. You may have a seat. Some of you in the last year and some it's been uh, years, and it's amazing just to see God's faithfulness. Um, you know, it is a privilege uh, to be a part of this local church and, and to celebrate 30 years. Um, it's, it's a young 30 years, uh, but I am so grateful for First Baptist Church in downtown here in Valdosta for the vision uh, that God placed on their hearts and faithful people who stepped away from something that was going good. I mean, they had it good at First Baptist, and they could have for all means said, we're comfortable here, we just want to remain here, um, we don't really want to go out. But, you know, when you think of church planters, a lot of times you think of guys who may be wearing plaid. <laughs> all right, but, um, and yes, Clint and I did contact each other before today to, to wear similar clothing. Um, no, we didn't, but 
you think of young guys uh, and girls who are just going out, but that wasn't necessarily the case here at Perimeter Road. You had those who um, were well into their lives, and they were established, and they loved where they were, and they stepped out of that. Um, it was a good comfort zone. It was a good place to be, and they stepped out of that to come plant here. And so we're very grateful for how God has worked in his people and how we benefit from that uh, through the years. And so today, what I want to do, um, I, I really want to emphasize the partnership that we have in the gospel. Because when you become a follower of Jesus Christ, it's not just you versus the world. I mean, you have a partnership with other people who have been bought through the blood of Jesus Christ, was shed on the cross. And so you are God's possession, but you're not the only possession God has. And so you come into a family, you come into the church, come into a a body of believers, and we all function in different ways. And so I want to talk about the partnership in the gospel. I'm just going to spend a few minutes, truly just a few minutes, in Philippians this morning, if you want to turn there. And then from there, I want to transition, and I want to just recognize some very special people that are in the room today. They're very special to me. I know they're very special to you. And I just want to take this day when we celebrate 30 years to recognize them, and I will do that in just a moment. But before we get there, I just want to take notice of Uh, Paul's uh, attention to uh, the church at Philippi, to the Philippians, to those who are followers of Jesus Christ, and he's telling them, run your race. Run your race. And in this book, as Philippians 4.13, where I do all things through Christ who strengthens me, we like that. It's easy to quote. We put it on a lot of T-shirts, and not necessarily anything wrong with that. But it makes sense in its context when Paul is actually sitting in prison (laughs) and he's writing this letter. And this is what I love about this letter to the church. Because Paul, being in prison, it's it's not even like today's prison setup. I mean, this was a, a rough environment, and there are rough environments today, of course. But he's lowered down into this cell, and he could draw unto himself... He could pout. He could be frustrated. He could be mad at God. Why did you land me here in this prison? I mean, I was just sharing the gospel. I mean, I was just being faithful. Is this what I get for for living out your name, carrying your name? But that's not where he goes with this. In fact, he acknowledges God at the front of this letter. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 3, he says, I thank my God. I thank him. This is a man who is thanking his God as he's sitting in a harsh prison cell. And you know what? He didn't sit there and feel sorry for himself because he knew that the gospel was so much bigger than him. And it was a joy of his, a a joy to be sitting in that environment. So it wasn't always comfortable for Paul. And in most of what we see in his life, it was uncomfortable It was a struggle. It was a challenge. When we talk about understanding God's will, and we say, hey, what is God's will? I want to know it. We get a great example by looking at the life of Paul. He takes one step in front of the other, an act of obedience, just following Christ as he leads him. And then he says, hey, stop right here. You can't go here. Turn back around. And then he just keeps going to the next place and sharing Jesus. It's a good model for us to learn how to follow in the will of God. But he says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine, 
for you all, making my prayer with joy. So not only is he thanking God and he's in prison with harsh treatment, but he's praying. He is actively praying. And he is praying with, did you pick up on it? What is he praying with? Joy. He's praying with joy. And see, we think that joy comes just with the good times, but no, joy comes in the very difficult times as well. And there would be others who would follow Jesus by looking in on him as he's in prison. They see how he acts. They see how he responds to tough times. And they say, this is, this is genuine. This is a genuine follower of Jesus. I want what he has. But he's writing to the church, and this is what he tells them. This is in verse 5. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Because Paul could thank God. He could call upon him, could worship him in jail. But another great benefit of being a follower of Jesus Christ is that he was not alone. He had other people with him, maybe not in that cell, but that he could write to in Philippi and say, I'm grateful for your partnership as I remember you and you remember me from the first day until now. What do we see? They're persevering through very tough times together. And so Paul's not the hero of the New Testament. That would be Jesus. But Paul goes and he carries forth this message with other people. There are others that we don't read of their names. But we know that they're in partnership with Paul. And he is grateful for them. And just a few other places where he mentions this. In verse 7, he says, It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace. You've received grace, and you've received grace, and I've received grace. We're all together partakers in this as followers of Jesus Christ. And then in verse 27, he says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you're standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. A beautiful picture. He's saying, if, if I'm with you or I'm not, here's what I'm praying for you. Here's what I encourage you. Be faithful. Be faithful. I need you to be faithful, and you need me to be faithful. In my chains, you need me to be faithful. In your freedom, I need you to be faithful. So I think what we can learn from this church is that Far too often we may look into one another's lives and say, well, you know, if I had what was going on in their life, I'd be a little bit more faithful. You know, if I was in their position, life would be easier. Life would be more fun. Um, I would be more faithful. If I was a little older, if I were a little younger. I mean, we can come up with all different types of scenarios of why we should be more faithful. And Paul's saying, when I'm in prison and you're in your freedom, be faithful. And it's side by side, which I love this because it takes out the competition between one follower of Christ and another follower of Christ. When he says run your race, he never means it to, to trash talk and taunt one another and put one another down. I'm going to kick you and I'm going to outrun you. No. You're running it side by side. You're encouraging one another. You're saying, come on, man, let's do this. We've got this, man. Put your eyes on Jesus. And what I'm going to tell you is something very simple, but I think we, we get away from it. But so often the struggles that we have, you know why we have the struggles and we stay in our struggles and we stay depressed and we stay down, frustrated, captivated by our sin? 
is because we don't look to God. We don't look to God. And that's the very thing that Paul does in this time. What keeps him from being down and out? What keeps him from, being, from giving up? He takes his problems and it goes back to God. You understand that? So often, when we try to figure out what's going on with us, we look to us. We think we're the actual problem. We think that everything can be solved by the world around us revolving around us. And it's all about us. So when you go and sit down with a counselor, when you go and sit down with a psychiatrist, whatever it may be, they say, tell me what's going on in your life. And nothing wrong with divulging information and saying, this is what's going on and this is what I'm facing. But if you really want to figure out what's going on in your life, you better take it to God first. And I'm not just talking about prayer, taking it to God in prayer first, because that's what we should do, yes. But it all begins with God. If God has created us, then he sustains us. And if we are called the church, that means he has saved us. He is watching over us. And he will deliver us from this broken world as he creates a new heaven and a new earth. And we will reign with Christ and glorify him forever. So if you want to figure out what's going on in your life, look to God. Begin there. You know, that simple piece of advice, here's what I get a lot of times. People go, yeah, yeah, okay, but. (laughs) No, 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 no. Leave your butts out of it. Go to God. Look to him. Start from there and then see where the struggle is. See where you're falling short. But start with him and his plan because it's so big, it's so beyond us. And that's what happens when we struggle. We only look to our own lives. And even more dangerous, we read the Bible as if we're the only one that it's ever speaking to. And we kind of get that syndrome that Elijah had. Where I'm the only one who can do this, God. He says, no, I'm going to remind you. I've got 700 more of you. You're not the only one. And so with this, we can be encouraged. Because we're going to go through great difficulties. And we're going to go through great victories. And so within this book, he speaks of affection and advancing the gospel. And having confidence and boldness. And Christ being proclaimed. And when he is proclaimed, we rejoice. Just the question When's the last time you found yourself just rejoicing because Christ was proclaimed? I mean, truly rejoicing. Like, last second, Hail Mary, touchdown. Sorry, I had to do it, Georgia. All right, but rejoice. You know? You rejoice. Whoa. Amazing. Christ's name is going forth. That's my joy. That's my excitement. That's my life. We see this in the book of Philippians as he's encouraging them. He tells them, don't be ashamed. And he reminds them that you will suffer, but you're side by side. So I just want to encourage you, Perimeter Road Baptist Church. Here we are, 30 years young, and there's a lot ahead of us. May we run our race side by side. Some of you have been here for an awfully long time. You've been here from the beginning. Some of you kind of midway, and some of you as the beginning. It was a great visual that we just saw. But I want to challenge you. Don't check out. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't sit on the sideline. Press on. Press on. Because we have the privilege to declare the name of Jesus Christ. And there are so many all around us who do not know Jesus. They actually live a life. Here's the reality. They actually live a life as if Jesus didn't accomplish anything. As if God's not real. What kind of life is that? 
What kind of life is that? That's not a life filled with joy. And we should take the message of joy, this truth to them, and be bold and unashamed. But when you go out and you proclaim this to the world, as we are purified as the church through the gospel and as we penetrate the culture, don't go out thinking I'm the only one doing this. No. Look to the person to your right. Look to the person to your left and say, we're doing this together. Let us see more disciples. Let us see more people follow Jesus Christ. Let us take it as a privilege to advance the kingdom of God. And I give you this challenge, Perimeter Road, that this is what we would do as we move forward another 30 years. Amen? And so what a joy that we have. Now, I want to take a moment to talk about partnership of some wonderful people that I have the privilege of serving with every day. And I want to be very clear up front that as I mentioned these wonderful people, they're not just the super Christians, okay? Although I think they're pretty super, and yes, they are Christ followers. Um, but it's not that we look to them to do all the work. I think we've set a pretty good model on that, that we're all serving together. But these people that I'm about to mention do have the privilege of working here on this campus as a full-time job or pretty close to full-time and being up here day to day. And they do a fantastic job of serving. And you may know some of them, and you may not know some of them. So I just want to take this time at 30 years just to recognize them for what they do so that you understand what they do, uh, just get a glimpse of it. I wish I could be more exhaustive on each one of them. But as I recognize them, um, what I would hope is that as you see their face come up on the screen, um, that you would pray for them, that you would write down their names, and that you would be faithful in praying for them. They're great leaders, and it's a joy of mine to work with them day in and day out. And so the first one I want to mention is Mr. Bill DeVries. Mr. Bill, there you are. Raise that hand, brother. There he is in the back. Stand on up. There he is. Yes. Yes. A young 81 years old, and I tell you what, just phenomenal. Um, He uh, handles our maintenance on this campus, and there's so many things I have no clue, okay? You don't want me touching and messing with, all right? But he knows it. Um, And it's just so... uh, good to walk into this building to see everything working as it should. Lights are on and working as they should. Many things that we take for granted, he ensures that it's taken care of. Um, And he's actually famous on our campus. We have uh, about 150 little ones that go to school here during the week, uh, pre-K, four and under, and they all adore Mr. Bill. Um, And they all know him, and to see him interact with these children, to get down on their level is the exact model that we want um, men of God to display. And he's like a grandfather to all of them. And uh, really, he's like a hero uh, to them. And in fact, when I walk down the hallway, um, sometimes kids say, hey, what's your name? And um, before I answer, they say, Mr. Bill? And I'm like, no, I'm not Mr. Bill. And so the default is Mr. Bill. If they don't know who you are, you're going to be called Mr. Bill. Um, That's how highly they think of you, brother. And, uh, man, I love you dearly. I thank you for your sacrifice. He is here before all of us in the mornings. And uh, the coffee is brewing. We call it Bill's Brew. Uh, Will loves him some Bill's Brew. And uh, But we drink Bill's Brew, um, and he takes care of this place. He ministers to all of us. Um, and and I, I want to say thank you for the little personal notes that you drop in our boxes from time to time. 
uh, those go so much further than you ever realize. And uh, I thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your hard work and your dedication. And to Miss Alyssa, um, you have you a stud, right? Uh, but he has him a wonderful woman. And so thank you for being his helpmeet. And uh, your marriage is an example for all of us. Thumbs up, thumbs up. I hear you, brother. Um, and so we love you guys. And, and Mr. Bill, thank you so much for all that you do. He's the man. Can we give him a hand one more time? Yeah, love him. And next is Lily Spittle, who is our financial secretary and our, what I would call financial guru. Will you stand up so we can show you the love? Lily, there she is. Okay. Uh, Lily handles our finances in the church, and it's every week it is so good to know that she is in the office and taking care of numbers um, because that's not my strength either. Um, and so she is faithfully attending to the grunt work uh, day in and day out. And, and she deals with a variety of people who come through her office. And so I just want you to know that when you faithfully give, we have somebody who is faithfully overseeing that and making sure it gets distributed properly. And uh, she also helps serve with, with our school. And so today with me recognizing just our church staff, but I, I wanted to also... Uh, recognize that she oversees the school's finances as well. Um, one amazing thing uh, about Lily is while she was working here, she actually became a follower of Christ. And so she's one of the ones who stood. Um, and that was just through faithful mentorship and discipleship from one woman to another uh, working on this campus. And I, that's one of the greatest joys of knowing that you follow Jesus and uh, you exemplify that uh, to us. Also, she's like a counselor um, because there's many people who go into her office, including me, um, probably about once a week or once every two weeks, and uh, we can talk and catch up, and I think that's one of your spiritual gifts there. And so I want to thank you so much for not only just looking at your job as handling numbers, but also uh, sharing Christ and living out Christ um, and encouraging us on a day uh, day in and day out basis. And uh, she uh, has a wonderful family. Um, there is her stud husband, Simon. Yes, I call him uh, Kingfish because I took him fishing for the very first time, and he caught a bass. So congratulations. And, um, and so he showed me up. But Nathan and Sophie are their children, and they are absolutely wonderful. So we love you guys, and can we show our love for them once again? Amen. Next is Mr. Charlie Fleetwood. He is our senior adult pastor. Where are you? Mr. Charlie, stand up. Look at that shirt. There it is. See, supporting the college ministry. He is awesome. This is what I love about Mr. Charlie is that he loves old people. He really, really does, right? And that's his mission statement. And uh, so he does a wonderful job of looking after our senior adult ministry. Uh, but one of the things I think he is strongest in is pastoral care. And so when you're in the hospital or maybe you're at home ill, um, and this man stops by to see you, you're going to be grateful that he did. Um, he is so faithful at ministering to other people um, and a very unselfish man, a great team player. Um, I don't know if you noticed last month when he came out here wearing his uh, mud bowl flags and uh, being the referee to promote mud bowl, and uh, he's very supportive of our college ministry as well, all the ministries in the church. And so it would be easy for him just to say, I'm just going to pay attention to senior adults, but he gets it. 
He sees that this is a church all working together. And so, brother, I appreciate your leadership and the wisdom uh, that you bring to our staff. Also, he oversees the food bank, um, and we're grateful for your leadership there and the growth that we have seen. That's once a month, and um, he always gives us a report of what's going on with the food bank there. He's a faithful teacher. Um, how many of you are in the class with Mr. Charlie? Would you raise your hand across the building? Okay. He is just a faithful teacher week in and week out. And, brother, I thank you for your faithfulness in, in teaching the Word. Um, and he's an evangelist. Uh, if you live near him, uh, you're going to hear about Jesus. And there have been some people who have heard about Jesus and come to know Jesus because they were his neighbors. And, and I love that. He invites people to come and worship with us. And uh, not only that, but... Um, just being a faithful uh, steward, but you're also a faithful friend. And so I appreciate your constant encouragement to us. And uh, his sweet wife, Miss Pat, uh, she's right there beside him, and you keep him straight. Is that right? That's how I know it, right? And so we love you guys, and thank you so much for your faithful service. It is a joy to serve with you, brother. We appreciate you. Next is Joby Crane, who is our family pastor. He was up here uh, not long ago. And Joby, I know you all too well, brother. I could say so many things, but I'm going to make it all the good things, right? And uh, so uh, he's one of the guys I go way back with, just like Will from college. And, uh, but uh, Joby actually oversees our college ministry. And uh, what I appreciate is just their heart for the campus and reaching people. Um, this past week, they helped with a haunted trail, and uh, they took pictures, and he said, man, is that okay that our kids took pictures with uh, scary faces and everything? We worked a haunted trail, and I just said, man, I love it. I love that you were there. I love that you were there on campus, and that y'all were sharing the gospel. They had some good gospel conversations with people this past week, and so they're kind of on the front lines of, of reaching people for Jesus Christ, and so I think you can talk to these college students, and they've all benefited from his leadership and those that he brings in as well. And so I really appreciate how you minister to college students. But not only that, our community groups. Uh, Joby oversees all the community group uh, groups that take place on this campus and outside of this campus. And every Wednesday, he meets with the leaders. And I appreciate you leaders coming to that and making the good investment and the time that y'all spend together being prepared to teach. Uh, that is valuable, uh, those small groups and getting around the Word. And so, Joby, I appreciate your leadership in that. I, I tell people this all the time. I feel like we have the greatest focus on community groups that we've ever had um, since I've been here, and, and I appreciate that. And a lot goes on uh, because of that, because of your leadership. He also oversees our building, and so he works tightly with Mr. Bill. And so with all the different things, whether it be the roof or the air conditioners, right? And, uh, but Joby makes sure that everything is working properly, and if, if you ever need anything with the building, you go to him, okay? I just, when people ask me, I say, go, go see Joby, right? And uh, Joby takes care of it. Uh, but he also oversees our stewardship. And so when it comes to our spending and uh, what we spend and how should we spend and those things, that filters through Joby. And I really appreciate your leadership. That was a huge weight taken off. And when Joby came on and said, I'll take that on. And um, for those on the stewardship team that work with Joby, I think you can give testimony of what a joy it is to work with him. And so he wears many hats and he does it well. Um, and most importantly, he's a great accountability to all of us on staff, especially myself. And so, brother, I appreciate the accountability. Um, he will call me out when I need to be called out, and I appreciate that as well. Um, and it's a joy serving with you. Thank you for leading our staff. He does lead our staff on, in staff meetings on Tuesdays. And, um, you know, I appreciate you taking that step to do that as well. And so he's married to Ryland, uh, and Bauer and Groover are his two little ones. 
And uh, so we love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you so much, man, for all you do. Mr. Will Cook, we used to shoot firecrackers at each other when we were in college, right? And so, uh, but just a joy to have Will on our staff and working with, he is our student pastor, so he uh, does sixth grade through 12th grade. Um, and what I love about Will's leadership is he, he really cares for these kids, he really does. Um, but what I love even more is he cares for the family. And so it's not just about how big of a group they can have, and let's have pizza and hang out and party. Um, but it's, let me minister to you. Let me uh, disciple you. Let me share the word of God with you. And there have been countless leaders who have come and said, hey, man, how are things going upstairs? And they're like, you know what, man, that teaching from Will is solid. And so it's a joy to hear that. Um, But not only that, but just the time he spent with fathers and coaches. Uh, We had the joy uh, two weeks ago, I think it's two weeks ago on Thursday morning, uh, the Valdosta High School uh, coaches came to eat breakfast over here. And uh, Will shared a devotion with them, and it was just spot on and encouraging to them and challenging them. Um, Will goes to one of the most intimidating uh, places in Valdosta. You ready? The Lowndes County High School lunchroom. (laughs) That place is intimidating, Troy. You raise your hand, but I'm telling you what, if you don't go to school there every day, that's a daunting place to walk into. And so Will bravely walks in there, and he ministers to the kids along with other student pastors he has a good relationship with. And uh, one of the, I think one of the greatest testimonies I can share of what I've heard recently, um, you know, when these kids go off campus, they may go to other events um, or they'll encounter uh, different types of discipleship, whatever it may be, um, in the name of Jesus. Because of the solid teaching that they get here on Wednesdays, they're able to decipher that and there they go, you know what, that's the gospel or you know what, that's kind of stretching it or that's outside the gospel there. And uh, that is a testimony to the solid discipleship that takes place. And so I appreciate you, brother. He is a family man, um, and it's good to see those pictures on Facebook, uh, him playing with his kids in the yard. But Claire is his wife, and they have Liam, uh, Layla, and Landry, uh, who is a newborn just over a month old. And so I appreciate you. I appreciate how you minister to your family. So can we show our love for Will as well? Right. Clint Wilson is our worship leader, uh, but he's so much more. Um, and, you know, what? I'm just going to say from those who have a gift in music, uh, many guys and gals to a fault make that all they do. It's just about music. Like, that's their ministry. That's not so with Clint. Clint is extremely gifted, and, boy, he picked at that banjo today. I was so excited. Um, but he's, he is incredibly talented, and it's hard to hide that talent. But he doesn't, he, it's not just about that. And there's no tricks up his sleeve. He's not trying to coerce you into anything. Really, his desire is that you fall in love with Jesus and that as you sing these songs that you're grateful for God's grace and mercy upon our lives. And he really does want you to sing. And it was beautiful to hear you singing today. And thank you to the choir who came up and sang today and all those who are under Clint's leadership. Uh, one of the most humble guys I've, I've ever been around and uh, he is faithfully at work and, and about what God has called him to do. Um, but also, when it comes to his day in and day out, he's a student of the Word. And I appreciate on Mondays, Clint will send me um, a little, some mail, and he'll say, hey, here's some notes. You may want to read this. Don't miss this. Um, I'm trying to help you preach better. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, just a blessing to have that encouragement week in and, and week out. 
Um, and he is a team player. So if we need him to step in and do something, he doesn't complain. He jumps right in and he gets it done. Um, you know, to be as young as he is, um, we don't look down on him, and we're encouraged in Scripture don't look down on anyone because of their, their youthfulness. Uh, he really is a leader in many ways, um, and just the depth that he has for the Word of God, and he's not selfish with that. He spreads it. I, I really appreciate that, brother. And um, like with all of our staff, I appreciate our friendship, and I appreciate the way you lead your family. And uh, Miss Kaylin right there, you keep him straight. I know that, right? And uh, Studmeister little Haddon uh, with the curls. I tell him he's got the curls for the girls. All right, so you're going to have to watch out for him. But uh, I love you guys. I really appreciate you. I'm excited as God continues to, to work in you and mold and fashion your gifts. Uh, it was a joy. How many of you, just by a round of applause, were here when Clint preached recently? Yeah? You weren't here? Okay, you were here. All right, yeah. Um, and so... I wasn't here. We had a little one in the hospital uh, being born, but, uh, man, you knocked it out of the park, and I appreciate that, um, just your faithfulness to preaching the Word. And so, once again, can we show our love for Clint and his family? Yep. Lee Andrews is our connection coordinator. And where are you, Lee? Standing in the back. There you are, buddy. And uh, Lee uh, is uh, so good at his role. In fact, he's so good at it, we didn't even know what the role was two years ago. And so when we say connection coordinator, we say that's Lee Andrews. And you go, oh, yeah, I get it with what he does. Uh, but we needed someone on staff. We needed someone who could help with the connection aspect of it, uh, get you connected into the local church, connected to community groups, connected to discipleship, um, connected uh, one lady to another lady for encouragement, one man to another man for encouragement. And Lee has been vital in that weekend and week out. So we didn't even have this role two years ago. He steps in, and he is a champ. And he wears many hats. Um, Lee is also one of those guys, when called upon, man, he will jump into something else, and he will serve with all of his heart. And he's a workhorse. I mean, we see Lee working hard. You'll see him working hard today. He already has been. And every now and then, he still comes, and he tickles the keys on the piano. So he's got a lot of talents. He was singing up in the choir today. But if you're a guest, then you know... Um, you know Lee, if you've been here the past couple of months. And that's important to us, um, that you have somebody looking out for you and wanting you to get connected here. And not only that, but our community groups, so much of the information that's passed on is because of Lee's efforts week in and week out. And then the events that we hold, pretty much every event we have, uh, Lee has his fingerprint somewhere there, working hard, making sure that we do it with excellence um, and, you know, we, we go way back, back to the Potter's House days, right? And, um, and so I really appreciate um, your friendship, Lee. And what I can say about Lee um, is just he is incredibly genuine. Uh, and so what you see is, is what you get with Lee and uh, never changes. And so I'm grateful for you, brother. Love you. Can we show our encouragement to Lee? Thank you. And uh, last, and as they say, certainly not least, is Miss Janet Welch. And where are you, Miss Janet? She's sitting in the service today. How's it feel? How's it feel? Yeah? Good? Yeah? She's got her family surrounding her, and she is here in the service. Normally, she's over there in the children's wing. And, uh, you know, the, the greatest joy with her being our children's director is, you know, that your children are safe, and, uh, and they're getting the gospel. I, I love the simplicity um, of her efforts week in and week out and making sure that the message they hear is pure. Um, from the Jesus Storybook Bible to the Big Picture Bible 
uh, working together with the Gospel Project. I mean, when these kids come home and they're telling you what they're learning, uh, it's incredible. Last week, Rob, I think you were sharing with me, um, your little one came home and she said, uh, hey, Jonah was saved by the big fish. And, uh, man, I thought, that's, that's solid, because most kids would think that Jonah was in danger when the big fish came, and the fact that she called him a, a fish and, and not a well, I mean, that was awesome, too. Um, but those simple details, the significant details of seeing God's salvific work throughout Scripture are being handed down, and, and uh, Janet, I appreciate that, your focus in making sure these kids are hearing the gospel. Um, this is Janet's 20th year at Perimeter Road. 20 years, right? And so she's been around. And I mean that on staff because she's been here at the church longer than that. Um, But uh, for working on staff for 20 years, and so for half that time, we've gotten to work together. And uh, and I'm not just saying this by being humble because if you were around, you would say amen, you agree. But she pretty much um, did my job for me, too, in the first two years that I was here. Um, I was a young 24, 25 years old when I came on staff, and so she helped me uh, with all the ins and outs of student ministry. Uh, Will and Wesley, y'all know she did the work, right? Yeah, okay, so all Wesley has to do is give me that smile. I know what he means. And so, um, but from starting out to Camp Tiger and coming out there and making sure that it was just a well-oiled machine, uh, much of what we see today, even with student ministry, Janet had a big part of that, in the very beginning. And so I thank you so much for your friendship. Um, She is a counselor as well. Um, That's not in her title, but if you go sit in her office like I do once a week, you get a good counseling session in. Um, But I tell you, I really appreciate how she's not just limited to the children, much as what I was saying about Will and, and the others. I mean, yeah, although they may work with students or children, it's also about the parents. And so many of you have a great relationship with Janet because your kids have gone through the children's ministry or are currently going through the children's ministry. Um, And I want to thank you just uh, for the friendship we've had over the years, the encouragement, because sometimes it's like a roller coaster. And uh, and I tell you, you have been a faithful friend through all of it. Um, I love how you uh, are there to serve your family as well. Um, You know, a lot of times we just look to pastors of how they're on staff and then how they manage their kids. And, you know, I'm pretty passionate about when you say my kids are going to be heathens. I don't like that. Um, They're not just going to fit into some mold, okay, because we're we're doing the good work at home as well. Um, But Janet is so good at balancing uh, ministry here and ministry in the home. And she did. I mean, she didn't miss her children's ball games growing up. She doesn't miss her grandchildren's ball games at this time and cheerleading competitions. Where's Daisy at? Spirit fingers. All right. And so, um, but I, I, it's just such a good model for all of us to observe and to understand that there is a time when you call it quits here and you go home and you minister and you minister well. And so she's also our church historian because if you need to know something that's going on here, uh, she has the information And so you are just a great resource all the time and a wonderful friend. And, you know, I could go on and on about Janet. I really could. And we've worked many years together, um, but I'm so grateful you're on this staff. And and not only that, I'm grateful to your family, uh, to Tag. There he is over there. Tag, how'd you get on that side of the row? It just happened, huh? You got it. I hear you. But uh, Tag is such a big part of what Janet does here as well. Always been involved, even up here leading music. 
Um, one day we will bring back the famous John 3.16 song. Uh, we probably should have done it today, but you know, it's a little late for that. Um, but if you're around, you can appreciate that. And uh, to the children, to Catherine and to Will and to Wesley, um, you've benefited from your mom's discipleship and her love um, and your dad's as well, of course. And, you know, today I could go on and on, but I really think it's good for you to hear from them of, of what their mom means. And so if y'all will come on up at this time, and uh, maybe Daisy and John David, if y'all want to come stand up here with them as well, and uh, Jenna and Abby, and then there's, of course, Hattie, um, who is a few months old. And so we appreciate your family. So y'all come on up, and y'all take this time to share about your mom, okay? Y'all encourage them as they come forward at this time. Good morning. I didn't want to go first, so I was hoping my brothers would. Um, so when I think of my mom, um, automatically Proverbs 31 comes to mind, um, and that's someone that fears the Lord. Um, she has strength, honor, wisdom, um, dignity. Um, and in verse 28, it says, her children will rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Um, and when I asked a few people around like what my mom meant to them over the years. Um, I messaged a few people that have been through the church and multiple people said Proverbs 31, Proverbs 31. And so when, you know, you use the word children, it's me and my brothers, also her grandchildren and her adopted children. There was many college students that came through and she took them in um, and treated them like their own daughter. Um, and so I messaged several people, and some other words that were just spoken about her were lovely, selfless, devoted, godly, passionate, steadfast, strong, uh, available. Multiple times, women that I messaged said she's always available to drop what she's doing, um, even in her busy life, and come meet with me, talk to me, um, and to listen. Uh, Sarah Blake wanted to be here so bad, and she sent me a list of words, so I'm going to read those to you. Dependable, joyful, diligent, considerate, compassionate, encouraging, friend, and also available. Um, but she has ministered not only in the home um, and in church, but she's made herself available to so many women, families, and children over the last 20 years and before that as well. So um, that's just the thoughts that come to my mind about my mom. So uh, if anybody knows me, I'm the biggest mama's boy out there, so I'm not going to be able to get through this uh, at all. Um, but, you know, I, I want to say thank you to Brian for allowing us to take a couple moments to uh, thank her as a mom. Um, <clears throat> uh, she's been so faithful, um, not only here to serve uh, for 20 years, but she has been such an impact on my life. Um, you know, I was in John David's room because we get John David's room when we come, um, and, and I saw a book on his uh, on his uh, um, dresser. There we go. Thank you. And it was um, uh, it was about you know growing up and being a Christian, and and I can remember um, being a little kid and you know sitting in her office and going through that, and it's just it's a it's a great thing to have a mom who will always be there for you, will always listen to you, 
She's not only here listening to people and not only, you know, working hard here and doing things, but she's also there for me. Um, I know that I can call my mom at any time, any day of the week, and she answers. It doesn't matter if it's midnight or 3 o'clock, she answers. And that's something that um, she's just faithful to being a good mom. And and we we just, um, you know, she's a great grandmother to my daughter now. Um, And my daughter is going to be so, it's just so amazing to see... um, how much she already looks up to her grandmother, and uh, I like calling her grandmother. It makes me, because she's so young and beautiful, but I get to call her grandmother already, so um, and it's, it's amazing, and, and, and such a great mother-in-law to my, my wife, and I think that was um, one of the biggest things to me uh, when Jen and I started getting really serious was their relationship and the way that they interacted and, and just how important that was to me and how intimidating that was to Jenna and uh, that they were able to get along and really, uh, you know, love each other. It was, it was a great. Um, and so, you know, she's been faithful here. Um, she's been faithful as, as a servant of God. And, um, it's, and we're so thankful it's by God's grace that she's been able to do that. Um, nothing more than that. Um, but she's also uh, been a prayer warrior um, something that I can always, I can always say that she's prayed for me. Um, I have answered prayers on this stage um, with my wife. Brian was an answered prayer in my life, um, and I know that my mom has been faithful um, to, to answer answer prayer. Um, and and I just want to talk just briefly about her legacy. And and today, in thirty years, um, it's, it's a great thing. Um, and and her legacy is up here on the stage. Uh, you know, she is invested in us uh, as much as she's invested in your children um, and children throughout this community, throughout this country, um, throughout this world. And it, it's just so neat to think um, and, and take a step back uh, for us today. I was thinking about this weekend, just taking a step back in 20 years, 30 years. It's such a small time period in the grand scheme of things uh, in eternity. It's such a small time period, just a blip on a, on a, on a, on a very long uh, time uh, and, and and God's uh, not done um, with her legacy uh, through us. There are people that have been changed, lives that have been forever changed by her service and her faithfulness. Um, and, and by God's grace, it's going to continue for generation and generation and generation. And that's my prayer. And I hope that you understand that as a church body today, that um, 30 years is, is a small, small time frame. Um, but if you're faithful uh, and then you allow God to work uh, throughout this body of believers, that uh, the impact will be felt for generations. And, and that's, that's, the, that's, our, that's my prayer for this body of believers. Um, as I'm not here anymore, I'm in Atlanta, but um, and, you know, I get to see firsthand how God is changing lives. We came back a few weeks ago uh, and got to see some baptisms and, and just God is continuing to work. And so I would just encourage you to be faithful uh, and, and just be thankful today and remember to celebrate not only 30 years, but to celebrate what God has done and what God is going to continue to do through this body of believers. As everything else in life, I am forced to go last um, because I'm the youngest. <clears throat> when I think of my mom, there's really one characteristic that comes to mind, that's love. 1 Corinthians 13 kind of outlines what love is for us, and I can say that when I think about that verse, I immediately think about my mom, because there's no one on this earth who displays human love better than she does, and displays the love of Christ better than she does. And so briefly, I just want to highlight three ways in which she has loved us and loved others well. The first is the unbelievable affection and tenderness she's had towards children at this church. When I think of 
When Jesus is lamenting over Jerusalem, he says, How often I would love to gather your children together as a hen gathers her broad under her wings. And when I think of that, I think of the way in which my mom cares for each individual soul that walks through those hallways. And she's done it for 30 years. Each child who comes into those rooms, she cares for the salvation of their soul. And it's because of that care that you see her children standing up here professing faith in Christ. And her ministry here demanded a lot of time and a lot of energy. I can remember growing up saying that this was my second home. We spent many hours in this building, my brother and I terrorizing this building. Uh, we probably put more dents and holes in the sheetrock of these walls than anyone else. That's because we were rambunctious children who would play football and kickball and whatever else we can get our hands on during the countless meetings and countless events that my mom was helping and hosting when we were growing up. And although I can say this was my second home, it never replaced our home. My mom was always faithful to make us her priority. She never missed a ball game. She never missed a wrestling tournament. She was always there for us, no matter what we were involved in, no matter what we were doing. She was there to give us wisdom. She was there to give us counsel. She was there to always, even when she was tired and I knew all she wanted to do was sit in her chair in her room and read a book, she was there for us. And I love that about my mom. My mom loved us extremely well. She prayed for us often. Just like we read today about Paul, Paul was one who labored in prayer. He was constantly remembering. He was constantly giving thankfulness. He was constantly praying for people's partnership in the gospel. And I can say that my mom diligently and earnestly prayed for our partnership in the gospel when we were little children. I can remember very well when I was a young man in high school wrestling with what God's calling would be on my life. And the whole time that I was thinking about, God, are you calling me to the ministry? Are you calling me to, to pastor and to preach? My mom was laboring in prayer for months and months and months that call to be made clear in my life. Thank you, Mom, for that. She also loved others well. As we've heard, there's countless people, college students who would call her mom, countless young adults who can come to our home at any time because my mom never considered our home to be just a refuge, but a place of ministry, a place of hospitality. We had an open-door policy. We had people living with us in college. We always had people and guests invited into our home, and I love that about my mom. She was an incredible homemaker. And she truly understood the example Christ set before us when Paul writes in Philippians, in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each person look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Like I said, my mom always considered us a priority. She loved us so well. And so, Mom, there's not much I can say to you but this, is that I love you. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be your son. You've loved us well. You loved your husband well. And it is by God's grace that he is your husband. Because <laughs> he is goofy and he makes so many mistakes and yet you love him so well. That could be a whole other lesson to learn. <laughs> you have taught us how to serve our spouse as well. You have loved my wife as your own daughter. You have loved Jenna as your own daughter. And you have left a legacy, and you are continuing to leave a legacy of love for your children. And now your grandchildren, Daisy and, and John David, are able to understand that love. And soon, as Hattie grows in that love, she will understand what a grateful 
how grateful she is to have you as her grandmother and our future baby Ellison as well. We're grateful for your service here at Perimeter. We're grateful for your service in our home. And so again, I can truly say with all my heart, we love you. And there's not a better mom on this earth than you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I told you they could say it much better than I could. And uh, so um, this is an incredible family. And so much of that uh, testimony that you have heard is, is the results uh, that we see in them. And, and uh, you know, Tag, we give you a hard time, but you really are a stud, man. You are. <laughs> You're great. And you, and you got your church planner shirt on today. I love that. So I want you and Janet to come on up here at this time, if you would. And um, just want to uh, give you a gift and also uh, something that recognizes your, your 20 years here. Um, you know, you really do serve side by side. And, uh, you know, as we say in, in weddings, um, there's, there's a part I always like to say, whenever you speak of one, you, you definitely speak of the other. And, and that's the case with you guys. So I think it's appropriate that you are both here at this time. But this is a plaque here. Um, that says uh, Perimeter Road Baptist Church uh, is presented to Janet Welch in honor of 20 years faithfully serving our children and families. Purify the church, penetrate the culture, 2016. So we love you, and we appreciate you. And we want that to go up on your wall, okay? Love you. No, I want a big one. I want a big one. Hold on. Don't leave yet. Thank you, guys. Y'all may have a seat, and y'all may not have a seat yet. But also, there's one other thing that I want to point out. Um, we are also, um, that is a plaque just to recognize what you've done, but you need some time to get away um, because we ask you to do a lot of things around here, and you have to put up with us. And uh, so uh, Janet's never been on a cruise before, but she's about to go on one. Um, and uh, in January 2017, you're going to be going to the Eastern Caribbean, and uh, you're going to be on the Norwegian uh, Ship. Epic. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, but it's going to be seven nights, and you guys are going to go to some outstanding places. This is your itinerary, so you don't have to think, all right? You just follow this. It's going to tell you everything you need to know. But we wanted you guys to be able to get away and to, to rest, but also let this be a celebration, and thank you for all that you have done. Okay, so I'll give that to you there. Once again, share our love to them. We appreciate you. Love you guys. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah, y'all can go sit down there. Thank y'all. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you guys and the church family. You guys are very generous. Um, and uh, we wanted just to, to give that gift. Um, you know, longevity, there's a lot to be said about that. And um, to be 20 years in one place and have these testimonies about you is a, is a great example of who we should be as Christ's followers and recognizing where God has placed us in our surroundings and faithfully serving each day. So I love you guys, and it's been a great morning. And it's, uh, I just wanted us to take time to, to where we could point out the partnerships that we have here in this place, from Janet to all of our staff. Uh, they serve so faithfully, and um, they can be counted on. And if you need one of them, uh, you can go to them. And, you know, today, as you've heard, there are different ministries 
there may be something that's burning on your heart where you go, you know what, I really would like to serve. I really would like to get plugged in. And now you've seen their faces. Uh, connect with them. Let them know your desire because we want you to be faithfully serving church, okay? Um, you know, we, we started with the message in the beginning, and we took time to recognize each partnership that I'm, I'm a part of week in and week out. Um, but, you know, as, as you've seen this on display today and in the words that you've heard today, and if it's clear to you that you need to know more about following Jesus, you need a relationship with Christ, um, we would love to talk with you about that. And in just a moment, I'm going to be standing in the back uh, as, uh, with other pastors as well, um, and we would love to talk with you about following Jesus or any questions you may have pertaining to a walk with Christ, and we make ourselves available. Um, you come see us. Um, but for those of you who are confident in your walk with Christ, um, I want us just to be confident in what we're about to sing. And really, we're going to take the next few minutes to sing together as a church and let it be a singing of, of celebration and praise for what God has done. Um, he is the hero. He is our Savior. We are grateful uh, to be called his children. And may we sing like that as we get ready to close out our service here shortly. And then I know you smell that goodness that's coming into the room. Okay, it's going to be there for us in a minute. Um, but before we go outside, we'll give you some more. Uh, we'll give you some instructions in just a few moments. So Clint, you guys, y'all come up and uh, at this time. And uh, church, may we stand uh, and once again sing together. And uh, we will be in the back. Um, to answer any questions uh, that you may have at this time, okay? Yes. This is David Gibbs, who is one of our church members, and he wants to share at this moment, so I'm going to give him the mic. Excuse me, but I get a little choked up. One we haven't been talking about is this man. One of the greatest things I'm going to tell you about this man begins with the fact that when this worship center was built, our people placed a time capsule beneath the pulpit. One of the things in there, I don't remember all of the things that are in there, but one of the things that's in there is an open Bible. When this man stands in this pulpit, he is literally standing on the word of God. But I want to give you witness and testimony that from one who has studied this word probably as long as anybody in here, what he speaks is always fully from God's word. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. 